Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I am Ann Mank, Certified Financial Planner and CPA with the Ellen Becker Investment Group. We are located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the Village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. And for our Florida listeners, we also have an office in the Bonita Springs area. If you're interested in learning more about our offices, including a virtual tour of each location, please visit our website at ellenbecker.com. On our website, you can also put a face with a name because we have bios and videos for all of our advisors. We also have a listing of all of our current events, plus links to past radio shows. Today on the show, we have Sarah Reed, who is the founder and CEO of Moonstone Career Coaching and Consulting. For as long as she can remember, certified career and life coach Sarah Reed has been fascinated by how the mind works and how our internal perceptions of ourselves and the world around us can have external real world outcomes. She's seen this dynamic play out firsthand in the lives of her colleagues, members of her team, and her clients, where the only thing preventing them from overcoming a challenge was their own fear and self-doubt. And I'm super excited to have Sarah on the show today because when we get new clients in at Ellen Becker, one of the things we almost always talk about is retirement. And so we look to them and say, what's your goal for retirement? When do you want to retire? And I can't tell you how many times people come to us saying, I want to retire on this day and I'm already counting the days. And what I find interesting is they're not doing that because they're looking forward to retirement. They're doing it because they really don't want to work where they're working. And so that's why I'm excited to talk because that's what you do. You help people through that that transition. So kind of on a high level, if you just want to introduce yourself and explain what you do and how you help people, especially those that are looking to maybe have a career transition. Sure, sure. Well, thanks for having me today, Anne. I'm excited to be here. Um, I really work through a couple different facets of making a career pivot or a shift or a change because it's a pretty emotional decision that people make to make a change. So it's helping them through that emotional change of how does my identity shift? What do I do? That clarity piece of what do I actually do next? Because oftentimes people come to me, they know they want to make a change, but they don't exactly know what that is. They might have an idea, but they're not sure how to execute on it mm-hmm. or what that could look like. And then helping them through the tactical aspects of making that all happen once we get clear and confident about what we want to do next. So I help guide people through that process. And for some people, it's more about seeking clarity and figuring out what they want to do. For some people, it's more about I need the emotional support of making the shift change, it really freaks the heck out of me, Um, especially because a lot of my clients have been in their organizations for a long time and know that they may have 20 more years to work. And they're like, oh, I 
I don't want to do this anymore, right? I want to be happy. I don't want to count down the days to retirement, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. And I'm looking at just as a way out, not as somewhere where I actually enjoy and like it. So I help them through that process and making that all happen. Well, you know, and it can be scary because change is never easy, no matter what you're doing. And especially with the career, like you said, it's the identity. Mm-hmm. And then what we deal with is the money side of things. Exactly. Because uh, people are afraid of, well, if I lose my job, will I be able to make more over here? Exactly. And so sometimes it's not about the money. Mm-mm, no. So, so what do you find is the biggest driver or mover or what makes people say, okay, I'm ready to make this change? Yeah, I think for uh, it reminds me of my, kind of my story, right? So for me, I started dreading Sundays because as much as I worked for a wonderful organization and a great company... I just wasn't loving what I was doing anymore. Too much of my job had become something that didn't really gel with and align with what I love to do. So from what I found in the people that I talk to, it's really that they're cranky on a Sunday. Sometimes it even seeps into Saturday, right? Like Mm. they don't even have that space on Saturday to feel like, oh, I can just be me. I've got freedom and I don't need to think about work. So it's really getting to that point where they're feeling grouchy with their with their family and loved ones, right? They Mm -hmm. are not feeling like they're giving their best at work and that's not typically who they are, right? I hear that a lot that, you know, they usually are 100% overachiever individuals Mm -hmm. and they feel like they're not giving it their all. And then that doesn't feel good either because Mm -hmm. that's out of alignment. I talk a lot about alignment with my clients and the fact that sometimes what I find what makes people unhappy in their jobs and they don't even realize it is that their values and the organization's values have gotten too far out of whack. Right. So that there's there's this time when you can be flexible and bend. But then if you are driven by the environment, for example, I had one client was very driven by the environment and what their organization was doing was not supporting the environment. Mm -hmm. And it was really starting to get to her. And it just didn't work for her any longer to be that out of whack with where she was working. So it's it's that out of alignment. It's that grouchiness with the family on a Sunday, sometimes (laughs) even a Saturday. (laughs) You know, it's just looking at your job and saying like, this is not what I want to do anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, really coming to that. That's what I find, how people are coming my way. That's what's happening. That's what's going through their minds. And I know back when I was working in corporate, you would see that quite often. But what I found interesting is the person didn't realize that's what was going on. So they were in a company for a long time. Mm -hmm. You could see it because you're kind of a third party or even when you leave the organization, you could really see what was going on there. Um, but what are some things that I know you mentioned the the Sunday if you're mm-hmm. just irritable? Are there other things that people tend to do when they know they're out of alignment, or just if you see yourself doing it? Like um, one thing that comes to mind is if you're no longer speaking up in team meetings. Mm, that's a great one. So, Anne. is mm-hmm. there anything like that where if somebody's kind of stuck and and really doesn't realize they're in that place and it might be time for a change, what are some things that they might notice about themselves? I think another one that comes to mind, in addition to not speaking up, I think that's a great one, is not raising your hand any longer, right? It's kind of a long not speaking up, but not raising your hand for that new project, Um, not looking to go to that conference, right? Not wanting to learn something new where probably in the beginning of your career at whatever organization you were in, that was really exciting to you, right? Mm -hmm. That, That desire not to learn and grow and drive, I think that's sometimes another indicator. But I agree, it's hard to see it on your own, right? And what I've seen with a lot of my clients is it's usually an external wake-up call that happens for them and not necessarily that they're 
they're fired, mm-hmm. but that they get a bad performance review or they're finding that they're not in sync with their team any longer, mm-hmm. right? They're just, they're, they can sense they're like, something's not right here. They don't realize always it's them, but they realize <laughs> something's not right. So those I think are no, a few other indicators that they're not in the right spot any longer. Yep. And that's good advice for those that are supervisors or bosses, because if you start seeing that some of your employees are showing some of these tendencies, that might be a wake-up call for you as well to say, hey, I need to get this person reengaged. Or if you're in a large enough corporation, maybe we need to find a better fit exactly, for that exactly. person. Because um, it, it seems like it's twofold. It could be either maybe this, what you're doing just doesn't fit you anymore. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just the company you're with. It, that's, that's a totally great point, right? Because I know that I've seen a lot of people, they love their organizations, but the job just isn't, isn't exactly right. And I think actually that's oftentimes a little easier for people to cope with mm. than it is when the company is wrong and the job's okay. And that may be because the client base that I tend to work with tends to be in their 40s to 60s, mm. typically. Yep. So I see that once you reach that kind of middle career, I'm not going to say middle age, right? <laughs> middle career yep. point, you're like, wow, I've got a lot of time left. Yeah. And what mattered to me in my 20s and 30s of climbing the career corporate ladder mm-hmm. doesn't matter as much to me. Right. I've done some of that. I've achieved that. Now, maybe the fact that my family has become more important, that wasn't even a factor when I started in my career. So your perspective of the world shifts and changes. Mm -hmm. And then in turn, without thinking about it, that means maybe your job perspective changes as well. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be as radical of a change as one might think, Mm -mm. because we always kind of take it to the extreme. Like I if I pivot or I change, I'm never going to get the same income. I'm never going to have the same. Um, you know, level of Mm -hmm. job because you've worked so long to get this far and you have so much knowledge and you have so much wisdom. And I think what people don't realize is you can take what you've learned and maybe it's, you know, maybe you've been a business analyst and you can take that over to the marketing department Mm -hmm. because you've learned some of the base skills of just how to be a good worker, how Mm -hmm. to organize. And what you were saying also made me think about um, where you hear every once in a while that people are working really hard at a job to afford a house they aren't Mm. in and to give things to a family they never see anymore Mm -hmm. because the job has really come to be that focus. Taken over their life. And Mm -hmm. that's, I think, people when they're in their 40s start waking up and they're like, why am I doing this? I'm missing out on the kids' events or I'm missing out on time with the husband or do I really need all the space in this house? And so it comes down to what we really need. Mm -hmm. And so in the next segment, what I want to talk about is how do we get clarity on some of the things that we need, either in the job or even from a financial perspective, so that we can make that career pivot. That sounds great. Okay, well, perfect. Well, we'll be right back then. And we're back with Money Sense. I am your host, Ann Mank. I am a certified financial planner and CPA with the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today we have with us Sarah Reed. She is the founder and CEO of Moonstone Career Coaching and Consulting. And in the first segment, we were really talking about what are the things to look for if you know that maybe you're not in the right job or in the right location, or maybe it's a time that we should make a move. So if you've been thinking through that and you realize, yeah, you know what, I'm probably in that space, I'm starting to do some of the things that we talked about. 
How does someone then get clarity on, okay, now what? Like, okay, I know I'm seeing these things, but how do I get clear on what that next step might look like for me? Yeah, uh, I think that's a great question. That's where a lot of people come to me a little stuck, right? They're not sure, right? They, they, they've recognized that it's time to make a change. Now they're like, uh, now what? Um, one of the first things that I typically recommend people to, can do, and you can Google this. I have an exercise that I use is around identifying your values, right? Getting clear. Because what I find is people may think about it when they're young and when they start off in their career and they're in that college kind of exploratory phase. Uh, but as they move along, they kind of go about their business. They may have a family and they, they kind of lose a little sense of themselves or just forget about it. So I find that really identifying your values as your being is really, really important. Uh, and then thinking about what those values mean in the workplace, right? Because a company doesn't have living, breathing values like a person does, but it does have values that they portray could be around caring for the community and being involved. It could be about integrity. It could be about trust and honor and making sure that when you look at your values, getting really grounded in who you are, that's a big part of kind of this clarity piece. Because what I find is oftentimes when people are unhappy, they are like, okay, I'm going to get out. And they start looking at job postings and they look at it and they say, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And the critical piece they're missing is, do I want to do that? Mm -hmm. And does that really work for me as a person at this point in time in my life? Yep. So really, I find that clarity piece needs to happen before you even look at job postings or take a break from it if you've already done it. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and do your values. Think about what you like and what you don't like, what you've liked about previous jobs, what you like about your current job, what you liked in school. You know, start to think about those preferences because in my mind, your values, your preferences, your likes and dislikes, they all help tell a story of what could be next for you. And sometimes people can do that on their own and sometimes they find they need support and help to do that. That's part of what I do with my clients. But that's really the basis for figuring out that clarity. Uh, and then starting, once you think about what are some possibilities, looking, thinking about what are some industries I'm interested in? Mm -hmm. What am I passionate about personally that maybe I want to think about something in the outdoors, but I don't want to work outdoors? Mm -hmm. Well, then you think about a company like REI, right? Or you think about, um, I want to help people. I'm an accountant and I'm okay with a numbers oriented position, but I want it to be work for a more mission centric organization, like a make a wish, right? Mm -hmm. So something that is a little more, um, focused on community support directly than indirectly, right? I believe that no matter what organization you are in, you are helping people somehow. Whether mm -hmm. you are making a widget or in a bank or an investment firm, you are still helping people. But some people need a closer connection mm -hmm. to feeling like they're helping and supporting. So those are some of the pieces that I often find. So it's looking at those values. It's looking at your likes and dislikes. It's thinking about what are some industry possibilities and how could that work for you and how could you pivot? Because like you had said earlier that sometimes it's about making a slight pivot, right? A 70 degree shift, not a 180 degree mm -hmm. shift. Um, sometimes it's just about changing the environment. It's not, and getting clear on your likes, your preferences that may help you give some clarity on, oh, maybe I, I do like this job, but I don't like the company I'm in, mm -hmm. right? Or I 
like the company, but I don't like this job. And that is that is important clarity to assess too, because I think sometimes it gets all jumbled up for people in their mind and can't get clear on that. Well, I think that's a good point too, because what that brings to mind is you might be working at ABC and you go over to XYZ, but if you're not happy at ABC and you don't understand why, you're just going to carry that unhappiness, right? (laughs) The baggage. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so really sitting down and thinking about the clarity. And I know from my perspective as a wife and a mom, I don't sit down and think about Mm -mm. that for me. So to just take a moment to think about, okay, what do I want and not necessarily have it focus around the family or the house um, one that brings up, you know, guilt almost saying, Absolutely. well, how can I concentrate mm-hmm. on myself? But, you know, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. I've heard many of my clients say, <laughs> so not saying that that's true, but I'm just saying what other people have said. It's a theory. I'm not going <laughs> to disagree with that theory, but it's a theory. <laughs> but really, I think that, you know, who matter who you are, if you're not help, happy with yourself, you're not going to bring that happiness or your full attention or your full gifts to any situation. And so it's really sitting down, but it, it can be difficult. And like you said, you might need somebody to hold your hand. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point that it's really important to get clear of all that baggage before you move on because then you could find a great place, but it doesn't feel like the great place because the baggage is still with you. That's why in the, initially I said I work through the emotional challenge mm-hmm. of that. That's part of what I'm talking about is getting clear on where the unhappiness came from. Not that I'm a therapist. Someone, some people label me a career therapist. <laughs> but getting through the, the how did I get yeah. here in my career and letting go of some of those beliefs that may be holding you back Mm -hmm. and some of those barriers or triggers that had happened along the way so that you can move into a new role with a clear head. Mm -hmm. I find some people I work with, it's actually they realize and are working together, it's not about I'm unhappy with the job. I was unhappy with me, Mm -hmm. right? And I need to get clear on that. And now I'm going to stay here or I'm going to move, but I feel much better from where I was at. And they didn't realize what was really going on and what what were the levers for what was making them unhappy. Right. And one of the things that you mentioned was trigger. What are your triggers or what are, you know, your what you're bringing to the table? And sometimes, well, probably a lot of times it's the money. Mm -hmm. So individuals are thinking, you know, I've worked this hard, I've made it to this compensation. And so they put their identity Mm -hmm. in that title and in that compensation. And I think going back to your values helps kind of get through that point, because then you understand what's really important. And you realize it's, it might not be about the money, you know, maybe it's better to go to a different position, because you're going to spend more time with the family. Maybe it's better that you go to a different position because you've already, you know, if you look around, maybe you have a really good life already and you just haven't realized it. So that gives you the flexibility and the freedom to then. Exactly. To pivot. Um, And one of the things, too, is about the values. So I think it's very important. You had mentioned, you know, you could be an accountant and you can be an accountant anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we get head in saying we just need to work for a corporation because I need to move up the corporate ladder, what's the best way for somebody to see what's out there? Or, you know, I mean, being an accountant in an accounting world, it's like you always have your head down kind of thing. A little of a black and white sort of perspective. Yes. A little bit. It's little either analytical. right or wrong. 
<laughs> so gray? You, what's gray? <laughs> so how do you start dreaming or how do you even start kind of looking? Yeah, I think that it's a combination of things. Um, it is Google. I love Google. Google's very helpful in just searching jobs for accountants and seeing what comes up. Mm. It's amazing what kind of tools you can find and what research and information you can find there. Then it's also about live in person talking to people, which mm. I know is scary for some people. I tend to work with a lot of really analytical, tend to be a little more introverted folks. Mm. So that can be a little over- overwhelming. And when I start to talk about networking, their eyes bulge out of their head a little. <laughs> and I promise we can find a way to make it work right. for you. <laughs> because it doesn't mean you need to go in a room of 200 people. Right. It can just mean a simple, I know you on LinkedIn. We worked together years ago. I see you're at the organization. It seems interesting to me. I send you a electronic message, not even a voice-to-voice communication, right? right? <laughs> to reach out and, and let's get together for a phone conversation or coffee because I just want to learn about you. So for me, it's kind of that exploration phase of having conversations and being curious yeah. about what the possibilities are. And I find most people are more than happy to do that, right? Yes. I know when I've had that question of me over the years, I'm more than happy to share my perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Because human nature is we like to talk about ourselves. So right. that's what you're asking for. Yeah. You're asking for someone to talk about themselves. And most people enjoy that on some level, especially if it's a one-on-one um, conversation that is less overwhelming than um, a larger event. And that – you know, that's why I love my job so much is because I get to do that on a daily basis. It's let me sit down and figure out where you came from and how you got to where you are. And it's just, it really opens your eyes. And I think it's so fun and exciting because you learn so many new things mm-hmm. every single day. So just those little networking pieces, I know it's scary, but you can learn so much just about your community, about your neighbors and about other possibilities that are out there. And just recognize how many decent human beings are in the world, right? I think we live in a time when it's a little challenging that Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people out there that are willing to help and support you. Right. And you had mentioned about the money piece, Anne. I think one thing that also popped into my mind is that identity piece with the the compensation. Mm -hmm. I always look at it as let's be realistic because not all my clients go to make more money. They really, a lot of them come to me because they want to be happier and money is not the main driver, but they still have to get over the hump of yes. the idea of that. <laughs> right. Right? I see that. They're like, I know I said that, but now I'm a little nervous about it, right? It's in the conversations. But it's also thinking about what I find is oftentimes people haven't really looked at it, right? They haven't worked with a professional like you mm-hmm. to say, okay, can I do this, right? And, right? and I might be able to afford it and I don't realize I can, Correct. right? Or it's more of a, it's more doable than I think it is. Or do I really need X, Y, or Z in my life? If I cut that out, isn't that more important than my happiness? And making those, mm-hmm. those decisions and looking at it pretty analytically, right? On paper and black and white, if I give up this, what does that mean, right? If I, if I give up going out to dinner five nights a week and I go down to three, what does that mean, right? Not that I do five nights a week, but maybe. <laughs> I, came from, I just was in Chicago last week, so everyone seems like I'm like, everyone goes out all the time. Oh. So that's where that came from. I was um, going to say five, holy no, cow. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was that city moment for a moment. Um, but I think it's, it's where do you make those shifts and change so that you can be happier. And I think it's also important to make it – 
a group decision, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that I also find a lot of my clients come to me nervous about making that change, right? They yep. may be the breadwinner in the family. Um, and then that their change affects everyone else's change. Yep. So helping them navigate through those conversations and how to go about that is also a key part of what I tend to do with people. And it's really important for you to have that understanding that the move you make affects all the pieces in your life. Yes. And I think that is, it's so important. So I want to take a break here and then we'll talk about that on the next one of how do you, you know, we don't live in silos. How do we fit this into the picture that everyone already has of us and what we have for ourselves? And then from a financial perspective, how do we get it done? Mm -hmm. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm your host today, Ann Mank, Certified Financial Planner and CPA with the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Today, I have an awesome guest with us, Sarah Reed, CEO and founder of Moonstone Coaching. I hope I said that right, Moonstone Coaching and Consulting. Um, but we, what we've been talking about is really when you're sitting on a Sunday night and you start getting that upset stomach feeling because you know that Monday morning is coming and you're just not excited about getting there. And going through the process of, okay, I understand that I'm here. Now what do I do? How do I find out what my next move could be? We talked about that That's it's things that you can do yourself, talk about values, figure out what's really important to you, reach out and ask for help and get a coach like Sarah who can walk you through the process and really help you identify your values and what you need to look for in the next phase of your life. But then when we were ending the last segment, we were talking about, well, you don't live in a silo. You have other people to think about. And that's that's scary. And especially because you brought up the breadwinner. And, you know, we're, we're seeing more of a, a pivot in families where you might not necessarily have a breadwinner, but there's definitely somebody who you're counting on for insurance or you're counting on for benefits or you're counting on because they have the flexibility in their job. So what are the things that you help people through so that they can, I don't know, get the family to get on board with this Navigate transition? Navigate that conversation. Yeah. 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 I think it is, it's all about communication and I think it's about phased communication, right? I put my HR hat on, right? Like it comes out. And um, it's really about typically when someone, at least when someone comes to work with me, right? There's already been a conversation, right? Because it's an investment, right? Mm -hmm. About I'm unhappy. So I think that's, if, if you haven't had that conversation, it's having that conversation, like, I don't know if you've noticed, and they probably have, right. that I've been unhappy <laughs> and I need to do something about it. And being clear and honest mm-hmm. about that. I think that that's the first step because in most family units, everyone wants everyone to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be happy because we spend so much time doing our job, right? Oftentimes we spend more time in our career daytime hours, right? Waking hours mm-hmm. than we do with our family. So it so impacts the family unit even when you're together, right? So making sure they're clear on you've recognized I'm unhappy and I've been clear on that. And then being honest about 
I need to figure this out and I need your support, right? And asking for it, mm-hmm. right? And, and being honest that I'm not sure how this is going to turn out. I don't know what this is going to mean for us. It's probably going to mean some shifts or changes. So for me, it's about easing them into that, right? Having that conversation, easing like, I'm unhappy. I'm, I need to make a change. I'm not sure what that change is going to be. And I don't know how it's going to affect us, but I want to be honest about where I'm at. Yeah, because you don't want to say, hey, I quit today. <laughs> exactly, right? Because in, in the person's mind, they've been thinking about this for yes. a super long time, right? Yep. Maybe not consciously, but subconsciously it's been rolling around, mm-hmm. right? And then I find once they become clear, like, oh, it's time to make a move, they're ready to charge ahead. But the family unit may not have been on board with that. So getting them more comfortable with the idea that, oh, this is happening and letting that sink in so they mm-hmm. can adjust right? And pivot and, and be ready for that and understand. So for me, it's about the first phase is to really communicate that. And then to look once you got, and the thing is, is the job search process is not, it's not like you run a marathon and you know the mile markers, right? Mm-hmm. And you know the end line, it's really clear cut. It's not, it's much more amoeba-like. It's just, <laughs> you know, organic process that right. has ups and downs. So it's, it's, hard to then plan out from there how mm-hmm. long things will take or what it will really evolve into, but again, to communicate along the way, mm-hmm. right? So as you are identifying, hey, I think I want to do this, and it might have an impact on what I make annually or might have an impact on my benefits, and here's what I think we can do, right? Mm-hmm. So you start to provide those solutions and show what those solutions could look like. So they, again, are on board with that as it goes along instead of you coming to the table saying, I'm making a job change and it's affecting our benefits and it's affecting my compensation in a negative way and I took the job already, right? We don't want that. (laughs) Not good for the family. I don't recommend. No. And I think the communication is the important part because a lot of times, you know, we're stuck in our head. And so we think it has to be this way and this way. And what we find out is when we bring the family on board and say, you know what, that might mean that we can't, you know, go out five nights a week. The kids might say, awesome, can, can I cook a meal? Like they might be excited totally. about doing something new and having an adventure. And I think it's really the, the framework and the mindset you bring into the conversation that, yeah, there's going to be changes, but overall it is going to be good for the family. And here's why. And once again, coming to the table with some solutions, but then also asking their feedback, saying, here's what I think we should do. Anybody else have How are you feeling about this? Exactly. Because then they feel like they're part of the family and they get to help make the decision as well instead of just, you know, mom or dad is telling us what's going to happen. And now it's scary because I don't have any input into it. Yeah. Communication is so critical. And I think people get scared about that because the tricky thing about it is you're scared and a little freaked out about the process in general. So Mm -hmm. it's hard for you to be the strong one to communicate that as well when you don't know what the answers are always. And I think people, when there's not a clear answer, have a harder time communicating Mm -hmm. um, because you're communicating gray. I mean, that's really what you are. Yeah, when it and comes it's to change this. and it's mm-hmm. different exactly. and it can be yep. scary or it could be exciting and an adventure. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, but money is always the key thing that people are talking mm-hmm. about. It's like, okay, like I'm just thinking if I brought something like that to my family, my kids would start asking questions like, are we going to have to sell the car? Are we going to have to sell our bed? Like the things that kids think about compared to parents, yep. it's really <laughs> quite amazing. So you can kind of, you know, calm those nervousness. Um, but the... One thing that I, at least with my clients, when we're really trying to look at cash Mm -hmm. flow, 
the one thing I suggest is take a look at your recent credit card statement or your ATM statement and just see where your money is going. Mm-hmm. How many monthly recurring payments do you have for something you've never done in six months? Like the gym membership that you just haven't gone yep. to. Or, you know, maybe there is some monthly kids online thing that you had when the kids were six and now they're 10 and they have a widget box right there's so many of those yes or i've heard that there's these apple charges that show up on statements and people have to figure out where those came from because it's your kid signed up for this on the (laughs) xbox on or something so looking at those and just i mean it'd be amazing how much you could just you know slightly save on your cash flow and it's not going to hurt because you're not doing that anyways and then the other thing that people are they have these big ideas of dreams and mm-hmm. they say, I want to do this and I want to do this, but they've never sat down and said, okay, I want to make this dream a priority. And then what really is the cost for it? I want to take my whole family on an all-inclusive vacation. Great. How many are in your family? What is an average cost? When do you want to go? And then we can come up with a plan mm-hmm. to say, let's get you there. And that dollar amount usually isn't as scary as we have because Built taking your, your whole mind. family, yep. you're like, oh, my gosh, I need $50,000 to do that. And it might only be fifteen. Mm-hmm. So it really is putting numbers behind those dreams, but sitting down and thinking about what the dreams. And when you do the values mm-hmm. and you can really sit down and say, this is what I value and this is what my goal is, you can put the money behind it mm-hmm. and figure that out, either working through you know, a coach, a professional, your financial planner. But then it's not so scary because you have a real number that you're shooting for. And it also gives you that confidence to pivot in your career because you can say, you know what, if I'm making X amount, mm-hmm. maybe I could take a 10% drop in that and we're still okay because I've right. run it the numbers. It doesn't affect me as much as I think it does. Well, and I think that's what That's where the power in this is when it comes to either your career or your finances, writing things down, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think so much it swirls around in people's heads, right? And they don't write it down and they either inflate it to be something scarier than it needs to be. And it's often not if you just can put it down on paper. I think the other thing that came to mind as it related to money, Anne, is that sometimes you talked earlier, I think in the first segment about your clients come to you and they they just are waiting for retirement, right? Mm -hmm. They've got like the countdown right on their screen. (laughs) And I had one client, right, she made a pretty big pivot into real estate. And now she's like, well, I don't look at retiring anymore. Right. So that changes her financial outcome as well because she's not trying to stop working. She's now in a career that she can slide in Mm -hmm. and out of that will continue to make income for her and that she has control over. So for her, it wasn't an end date any longer. And I find that with people when you are in a job that you enjoy or that offers more flexibility, it's not about I'm just trying to get out of this. Mm -hmm. I now enjoy this and I may work longer. Right. Right. Like I enjoy doing this. And then that changes your financial um, outcomes as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not pivoting to a point when you're 60 and you're saying, you know what, if I'm healthy at 70, which I'm seeing a lot more clients who are between 68 and let's say 74, who are fully in their job because Mm -hmm. they love it. Mm -hmm. And now they have so much flexibility in retirement because they still have an income coming Mm -hmm. in. They're still saving money towards their retirement. And I think people just stay healthier and are more vibrant when they have their mind and their body still into something. All engaged. Yes, Mm -hmm. all into that. Absolutely. So why don't we take a break here and then we'll go into our last segment and we'll just talk a little bit more about the money side of this. But um, I've really appreciated the feedback here, Sarah. So we'll be right back. Great. 
Welcome back to Money Sense. I am your host, Ann Mank, Certified Financial Planner and CPA with the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Today, we have Sarah Reed with us. She is the founder and CEO of Moonstone Career Coaching and Consulting. And we've had a great discussion so far on how do people pivot in their career? How do they find the right career? How do they make that decision after being, you know, let's say 20 years, same company, doing the same thing? And it really comes down to... It's scary, and what are we going to do about money? And so we've talked a lot about the value side of things, but what I'd like to end here is is just some thoughts on the money side of things. Because what I find when I'm talking with individuals is they really put their identity with money. And I don't know if you see that a lot with your clients, Mm -hmm. but people want to make a certain amount because they think they have to, or it's been a path that's been put in front of them. And they're like, well, if I don't do this and I don't keep making this, then I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. How do you get people past that point? Yeah, I think that's a really excellent question because I think the career and money identity piece are really closely Mm -hmm. connected to one another. I think it's about challenging them, right? It's about challenging, okay, let's look at your values, right? If your values were around family, education, And money wasn't even a value on there, right? right? To me, that's an indication that that might be an old story or not even your own story, Mm -hmm. right? That someone along the way told you that that's what you had to do. And you haven't really stepped outside of that and said, is that really what I want? And what does that really mean? Like you haven't really analytically looked at it. You've just kind of gone blindly Mm -hmm. on the fact that that's what I need. So I think it's really being realistic and honest and saying like, oh, maybe making $250,000 a year does not mean that I am excellent. And if I only made one hundred and seventy-five, mm-hmm. I am less than. Yep. And I think that's, a, you, you mentioned the values. And a lot of times we say, oh, this is my value. This is my value. But one exercise that I'd like to challenge people to do is actually follow the money. And so look to see where your money is flowing, because that truly is what you're valuing right now. Do you value vacation times with family or do you value a car that sits in the parking lot or do you value a big house that you're never in? So really look at your monthly spend and say, where am I spending my money? And does that align to those values that I just looked at? I love that. Because if they don't, you're never going to be happy. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, you're never going to get to your financial goals. And if you don't, you're always going to be in a career or in a position where you just, you're just not happy. Mm-hmm. And it's life always is too a short. little out of whack, yes. right? You're always feeling like my sit, my seat doesn't fit right. And yeah. yeah. It's like, why? Yeah. It just, it's mm-hmm. not sitting right with me mm-hmm. and I don't understand why. Um, but I really appreciate the conversation today. So before I forget, Sarah, if people want to find you or if they need your help, Sure. What's the best way for them to reach out absolutely, to you? Absolutely. A couple different uh, avenues. Of course, to my website, it's moonstonecoachingandconsulting.com, all spelled out. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Sarah Reed at Moonstone Coaching Consulting. And if you are an Instagram follower, I am at Moonstone Coach uh, for some daily inspiration and some good um, thoughts on values and preferences and some good quotes just to kind of keep you 
revved up for the week. Uh, those are the best ways to reach out to me. But directly on my website, if you want to schedule a consultation, that's the best way to do that on my website at moonstonecoachingandconsulting.com. And I think they should follow you on social media because I you, pictures are always really pretty. <laughs> Thank you. And they you. always have some really good <laughs> thought-provoking quotes on there uh-huh. for you to kind of start your day mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. Um, and as always, if if anybody is out there and needs some financial support or financial planning as they're making this move or this pivot, we are always willing and able and happy to help during that because we understand it's not just necessarily about the numbers. It's about the person behind the numbers and what your goals are and your family and your happiness along the way and being able to take a holistic approach. So whoever you work with, whether it's a career coach or a financial coach or a planner, just make sure it's somebody you trust that you can be open about your values. Because I think that's probably the most important thing. We are here to help, but if somebody is not willing to be open and to kind of have these tough conversations and really take a look at, well, what will the lack of money or who knows, it might be more money. And then you're dealing with that situation as well. Scary conversations. Yes. And that trust is so critical. Right. And I think, I'm very holistic in my approach. It's probably why you and I get along yep. so well, Anne, right? Because holistic, because we don't walk into work one person and home another, right? You don't, it's not just about your money. It's about how does that affect all of your your life. And it's not just about the dollars and cents. So it is really important to make sure you're with somebody you can trust. And that has, I believe, that has a more holistic approach can only benefit you uh, because it's not a narrow narrow focus of let's just find your career and we don't care how it affects the rest of your life, right? Or let's just look at your investment account and we don't care how it affects your Mm -hmm. personal life. It's really important. Right. Because I don't want a client who has done a really good job saving, has a lot of money in the bank, by definition is successful, but they are sitting miserably at home alone. Mm -hmm. Like that is not what life is about. We work with so many clients where we see when somebody passes away suddenly, or when somebody has not put a plan in place and then passes away and now their family has to deal with it. And so planning and thinking about that, whether it's your legacy or whether what you're doing now, man, life goes by way, mm-hmm. way too fast. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Sarah, thank you so much for being here. We enjoyed it. If you want to reach out to Sarah, reach out to us or go on to Sarah's website where you're, she's easy to find and you know follow her on social media because it is a great way to start your day. So thank you for being with here, us with here. Thank you for being here today. <laughs> Don't forget, Money Suns airs Saturday from 2 to 3 and Sunday 12 to 1. As always, we hope that we have made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Thank you to all our clients who are listening I know you have a lot of choices, so we appreciate the opportunity to serve you. And at Ellen Becker, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Visit us at ellenbecker.com for more information and have a great rest of your day.